Jennifer Lopez, Tita Marie, <laughs> Shakira, <laughs> Shakira. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, te- I'm, te- I'm totally bad at the Billy Joel challenge. All right, it's your turn to go. It's my turn. Right, it's we're gonna turn start it over. <laughs> Let's see. Jennifer Lopez, Tita Marie, Shakira, Jason Aldean. You're not even singing. Going, <laughs> you're just going, you're just like. Uh, that, that's, that, the challenge is not to sing. It's just to name the names. No, it's to sing the song. <laughs> it's to sing the song. Okay. So I have to sing some names? Yes. Oh, God. But it's my turn now. It's your turn you now. I already failed. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. James Franco, Jimmy Neutron, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, Squidward. I last longer than you. <laughs> you didn't sing either. Yes, I did. <laughs> that was singing. I said uh, what I said. <laughs> and I sang what I sang. And that is how you start off. That's it. That's how you start the podcast. <laughs> So that is our start of the podcast. We're gonna to try to do that every week for y'all. Have a nice little uh, Billy Joel "We Didn't Start the Fire" challenge. And that karaoke track was so bad. There is absolutely no way any algorithm will detect <laughs> what that was. Copy it right. Yes. In. <laughs> like you know what? You can keep it. Hmm. <laughs> so. This is That's a Hit. I am your host, Kaywood the Genius. Hello, I'm Haley Rigsby. That's my co-host, right? Haley Rigsby, who is just as bad at Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire as me. I did better than you. <laughs> because you just did, you didn't even name them in two, you didn't even name them with the song. I, was I supposed to name with the song? Yes! I just, I, I think we have two different versions of what the Billy Joel We Didn't Start a Fire Challenge should be. But wouldn't, okay, <coughs> listeners, there, the, the, the very few that are listening here, <laughs> wouldn't you say that if something is called the, Bill, the, the, the We Didn't Start the Fire Challenge, the whole idea is to do it with the song and sing the song? Because... Then if it's if it's not, then it's just the naming celebrities challenge. I, I think I think that's already tough enough as is. <laughs> what makes that tough is doing it with the song. <laughs> well, with that said, everybody, we are glad to announce that we are now on all podcast platforms. Woo! So you catch us in. Apple uh, Podcasts as well. Oh. Apple Podcasts, we there. We Spotify, do. we there. Stitcher, I think we there. Breaker, we there. Okay. Breaker, we there. Yeah, so Podbox and, you know, all the rest of those. Any Google, pod, Google Podcasts. Any podcatcher of your choice. <laughs> podcatcher? What are they? Po- they're Pokemons or something? We're, are we Pokemons? No, we're podcasts. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we was like Pokemon. Podcast. The cat. Catcher. Mm-hmm. Well, we also are on now Twitter and Instagram. Woo! With that's a hit our own profiles. Woo! So definitely follow us on Instagrams and on Twitter. And again, email us at that's a hit 2020 at yahoo.com. Tell us what songs you want us to cover, because uh, we're going to keep covering our favorites, if you don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to cover songs that, you know, are just going to make you feel terrible. <laughs> Your favorite song? We're going to talk about how bad it is. Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, are we going to aim at somebody's favorite song here? I don't know. I think we are, because some people love this song. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't. <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> Well, with that said, also, you can rate and review us if you're on uh, 
Apple Podcasts. Five stars all the way. Five stars, and the quicker we get the five stars, the quicker we can get to seeing our office ladies. Hello, Pam. Hello, Angela. And the thing is that if we see them on this podcast instead of Dude, Where's My Killer, then we can tell them our, our podcast is a music podcast instead of a murder a podcast. true crime podcast. <laughs> because at this point, that's not even creepy. That's just like, oh, you have, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like normal now. Yeah. It's like super normal. It's like when somebody says they have a podcast, you're like, true it's crime. A, it's a true crime, I bet. It's like true crime and then like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I say we do it the best. Also, listen to our True Crime podcast, Dude's Where's My, there's, Dude, Dude, where's where's my, my killer? killer. And we're going to have a really fun episode this week on there as well. La, 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 la. Really fun. That's really, my really fun. Uh, Shakira. Is that? La, 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 la. Oh, because she did she, it. Because so. she did that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it worked. I mean... Apparently, it's a thing that's like it's it's more than just her making a goofy noise like like that's a thing. Meh, maybe. I don't I don't I don't, I don't remember what that meant. But. I, I it worked. I liked it. Yeah, I think when you look like Shakira, you could do get away with things like that. I don't, and so I can't. You got away with it on this podcast. I did, but they can't see me. Well, I see you, and it's because I love you. Yay! Well, with that said. Let's get into this beauty of us all. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I think so. I remember the first time I heard this song. Mm. As well have been in the song. <laughs> I, I totally got that, by the way. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you did. So, yes, our song is For Non-Blondes. What's, What's up? up? What is up? <laughs> so, Haley, uh, so what is your first <laughs> reaction to this song? Before we even get into the song. Okay. Um, here's the deal. I... I am okay with songs that are supposed to have like a meaning, mm-hmm. like a like a. This is the world we're living in, mm-hmm. kind of meaning. Yeah. That one, I don't get what it's trying to say. She wants a revolution. Mm-hmm. She is, um. She's feeling strongly. My best part I can say is that that song is the show Portlandia in a song. It is. <laughs> it's the show Portlandia in a song. It is. <laughs> and, like, I feel like there are so many other songs that kind of do a way better job of what this song's trying to do. Yeah. And, so, and some of those songs... Now, listen here. Some of those songs are written by the same person that wrote this. Oh, so you know about, so you know about Linda Perry. Oh, I'm very familiar with Linda Perry. Oh, I know wow. all about Linda Perry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be interested in some of the facts I can bring up about mm-hmm. this song and Linda Perry. Yeah. I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts, but, but there are other songs she's written that have a way better impact I mean, you can you can say it right now because I'm not gonna say any of them. Okay, I didn't, well, because I, I I mean I looked it up and I was like, Ugh. like she the the like the main song that I'm thinking of right now mm-hmm. is a song called "Beautiful" mm-hmm. by Christina Aguilera. Okay, yeah, I think that song has a good like uh, kind of whatever a little vibe to it, little yeah. vibe to mm-hmm. it, and uh, it. It gets the job done mm-hmm. more effectively. <laughs> then what's up? Then what's up? And I'll say this too. One of, one of my favorite songs Courtney Love has ever been a part of mm-hmm. is a song that Linda Perry wrote for her called Letter to God. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good song. And I think the key with Linda Perry songs are that she isn't singing them. <laughs> 
<sighs> Get ready for this one, because this one's a doozy. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a first, by the way. There's gonna be a first. lot of firsts in this one. Okay. This is gonna be a lot of firsts in this one. Um, this song was recorded in 1992. I was gonna say, this is just about one of the most 90s videos I've ever seen. Oh, it's a oh god, this is super duper 90s. What kind of hat would you say that is that she's wearing? It is a top hat, but it's like a version of the top hat from uh, the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. With like which some I think weird, that's what she's going for. Like some like a like a nineties female Mad Hatter with weird goggles, like a revolution Mad Hatter. It's it's literally okay. So I know you didn't you used to watch wrestling back like a few years ago, but that's what Becky Lynch's character looked like. Oh, I, I mean, that? I've seen pictures. Okay, yeah, that's what Becky Be- Be- Lynch just cared to look like. Oh. It was like, it was like in the nineties, and I remember this because of Seth Green and uh, what it, can't hardly wait or whatever it's called, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. for some reason, white people in the nineties thought it was cool just to wear goggles for no dope. reason, yeah, like as an accessory, like yes, how Johnny Depp wears like. Clarks. A shit ton of sc- <laughs> yeah, scarves and stuff like that. It's like that's what people wear just gargles. Did you say clarves? Cloths. I said cloths. Okay. Clarves. Clarves. No. For a second, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is clarves? Now I usually do make mistakes like that, but that is the other podcast. Okay. <laughs> that is dude wears my killer. Okay. <laughs> I make those word mistakes. If you want to hear Kip. <laughs> Say the word discursion. <laughs> Listen back to some, uh, one of the, uh, it was one of the, uh, Harvey, not Harvey Weinstein, god damn it, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> one of the Jeffrey Epstein episodes, I yes. believe it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, this song was released in June 23rd, 1993. Oh my god, that's Two days before I made my debut. Yeah, I know. Did you like how I worded that? <laughs> for you made your debut. You yeah. <laughs> came out screaming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. And the doctor was like, oh. Oh, doctor she was had, like, she had that song too. Huh? Doctor was like, oh shit, I'm that ah, that song's the worst. <laughs> First time a baby got slapped on the ass, not just to have him breathe, but to, like, <laughs> to like, she's not breathing, she's not breathing. <laughs> breathe, breathe, and I was just like, hey. <laughs> Probably be able to confirm this for us. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I kind of wish I could have held this episode out for your sister or something like that for <laughs> real. But I have another episode planned for her after seeing some of the names of these uh, hit songs with this song. Oh, oh. The nineties is a real Trevor treasure trove because here's the deal. I feel like. The 90s is a good golden age for music. It was one-hit wonders everywhere. One-hit wonders all over the place. And I feel like for every for every song that came out that was, like, great, mm. like, about ten, ten more came out that were just garbage. Yes. And de- I, it was one-hit wonders da de, everywhere. Da de, da da. It was crazy. Well, Suave. We have... Format of the song is seven inch is a seven inch single. Also, you have CD single and you have CD maxi and cassette version. What's of the CD song. maxi? I'm gonna guess just a CD, just a like a regular CD version. It's, I guess maybe it's a CD for a girl with a heavy flow. <laughs> God damn it! I'm proud of that one. God damn it! <laughs> All right. <laughs> the genre of this song is alternative rock and pop rock. Would you would you say that's accurate? Which one, alternative or pop? The like the genre. Yeah, I think it's alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I would say definitely pop rock. Definitely with the success of that. Yeah, I'd say that. Cool. What what would you put a category under? Pop. 
not only that, I just wanted to know your take. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Ooh, I just, yeah, ooh, okay, I have a question. Okay, yeah. I have a, this is, and this is a good one. Okay, good question. Some might argue that the song I'm about to mention could potentially be on this list, too. Do you, do you, would you, if, okay, so if you had to listen to one of these two songs, would you listen to this song, What's Up by Four Non Blondes, or Fast Car by Tracy Chapman? They kind of hang out in I like the fast, same. I like Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, though. I used to, I used to not like that song. I think it's a pretty cool song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I mean, get a fast car? I mean, I I hear this song at the bar. That's one of the reasons why I thought of this song is because I hear it at the bar like every time I go to the bar. Really? Oh God! Every bar I go to plays this song. That's this is like a jukebox song right here. That's see, I have a. a I mean, I believe you, but I I have a hard time believing you. Yeah, it's weird that this is a jukebox. That this song. is a jukebox song they play in Nashville bars. Well, I I mean any bar honestly. It's really? Just a, it's just a jukebox song. I guess it's because it's just so smooth to listen to. That's the one thing about the song is it's smooth to listen to. Yeah, which I say it, it's, which it's, is why it hangs out in the same area as. Fast car. Yeah, because it's like it can play in the background and you won't really like even catch it. Yes, and the female singer has kind of a masculine voice on both songs. That's true too. Yeah, you're right about that one. You are hundred percent right on that one. Yep. So yeah, I think this song. I think that's the reason why it's because this song could just kind of hang out in the background and you won't really. It won't. It won't disturb. It's disturb not gonna disturb you. you. Yeah, it's not gonna disturb you. It's not gonna disturb you from your conversation with somebody. Or, yeah, you know, it's not gonna take the attention away. Yeah. Some songs are just gonna kind of grab your attention. Yeah. This isn't one of them. No, not at all. <laughs> I feel like we just read the read this song to filth. <laughs> Some songs take your attention. Others don't. <laughs> this don't. <laughs> well, the length of this song, and I debate that this should not be this length. It's a long song. It is four minutes and 55 seconds, the album version. It feels... The version you just heard is the four... Didn't I say four hours? Four four minutes and fifty five like seconds. For <laughs> oh, God damn it, four minutes and fifty five seconds. The album version, the version you well, just I listened just heard- to, is uh, four minutes and fifteen seconds. So they cut down forty seconds of the song in the radio edit. So yes, this song is technically five minutes long, and when we get into the key lyrics of this song, there's no way this song should be five minutes long. It's a very much like a stream of consciousness, consciousness song. No, it's a stream of consciousness because it makes no sense. I'm be honest with you right now. Uh-huh. The verses are two sentences long. And yeah. And it's only two verses. They're two sentences long. Not a par- not like a paragraph long. They're like two sentences long. And this is a five minute long song. <laughs> Uh, the label is Interscope. The songwriter is Linda, Linda Perry. Perry, and the producer is David Tickle. Which we will get into David Tickle a little bit here. His name is Tickle. His name's Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Linda Perry does not like David Tickle. Ooh, like ooh, she wouldn't tickle him. <laughs> wouldn't give him a tickle. Wouldn't give Tickle a tickle. <laughs> She might would tickle him, tickle him, tickle him to to we we'll get into it. We we'll get into with it. with a knife. So, I'm I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet. Mm-hmm. The name of the song is Four what's, on Blondes. What's up? Mm-hmm. She doesn't say what's up in the song once. No. The reason why she named it What's Up is because she thought. If she named it What's Going On. People would think about the Marvin Gaye song. What's Going On. Which is actually an amazing song. And which is, why wouldn't you do that if you want to telemarket your song? Yeah. Because it's the 90s. It's not like nowadays where you could actually figure out, like, when you're, like, you could actually figure out the difference of what you're playing. Yeah. If you see what's going on and you put it in the jukebox and you think that it's Marvin Gaye and you hear this, you're like, oh, well, I guess I'm listening to this now. Yeah. 
I mean, I can't tell you in the LimeWire days of how many times I downloaded a file and like I thought it was a certain song and I heard it. It it was T-Pain's Blow You Back Out. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Did you live the LimeWire days? Or you wasn't really I did around. live the LimeWire days. So you ever download a song and then heard T-Pain's Blow You Back Out? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. It might have just been rap songs, maybe. It could have. It could have been. Was it? Was that song kind of like the rap version of "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Astley? Did was it a was it a, was it a T roll? No, it's a pain roll. So no, it wasn't. No, it's not that. It is what happened was that literally you, or, or maybe I guess it could be that. Uh, it literally like you'll just download a song and back in the days. I was a big underground rap guy, mm-hmm. so I'll just download underground rap songs just to see what it was like, you know, and and it it would it would say like, uh, like or maybe like unreleased blah blah blah. Yeah, say like unreleased Fifty Cent song. Unreleased Fifty Cent, and it turns out to be that song. Yeah, T Pain's "Blow You Back Out." Yeah, that's that's a so so it is like Rick. It's roll. like a Rick Roll. Okay, speaking, I have to mention this. Speaking mm-hmm. of Rick Roll, I used to make. Rick rolls and upload them to YouTube, hmm. like all the time. See, I don't think that it was. I don't think it was Rick roll because I think it was done for marketing purposes more than Rick rolls. Rick rolls more like a just a troll. A prank. That's yeah, yeah that's more I, a prank and troll. But I think this was like done for like marketing purposes. I think T Pain. I think whoever it was was trying to get T Pain's name out there. Oh, well. I don't think it was like done as a troll type thing. It see, it sounds like a troll move. Yeah. It that because I've I've never heard that I, song. I before. feel like it, I feel like a rap is I feel like in rap it's more like it, rap it's more like because you do that because people do that with songs on the internet all the time too. Like you go to YouTube video and you like try to look up like let's say unreleased Michael Jackson and it's like. No, not unreleased Michael Jackson, but you look up like a unreleased rap song. Like you look up, let's say, what's a hit rap song right now? Roddy Rich is ballin', and you look it up on YouTube. It did like somebody post a video, and it'll be like Roddy Rich is ballin'. Then you go look at the video, and it'll be like some underground rapper from Atlanta's actual song. Okay. So it'll be like something like that. It's like it'll be like, hey, you might like my song. Oh, see, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying, because I have seen that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. I guess, uh... She could have did that. She could have did that with this song, but she decided but she, she wanted to instead name it a word that's not in the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I used to listen to a lot of, like, Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. And they are notorious for naming their songs things that have nothing to do with the actual song. Mm-hmm. Or, like... It, things that are nowhere in the song. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't even really think... So, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really phase you that I much. I don't even really think about song titles much. Hmm. Well, let's get into Linda Perry's take on the song a little bit. Okay. This is going to be a first. Mm-hmm. Linda Perry heavily dislikes the song's production. Really? Truly heavily dislikes the song production. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? What about it does she not like? Um, she says it to Jimmy Iovine on the Behind the Music that she, she hated the way David Tickle reworked the song, saying he took out some lyrics, you know. He tickled it too much. <laughs> Is that what you had to call when somebody butchers a song tickling <laughs> Maybe. You pulled a tickle. No, I'm going to say you tickled it. God damn it, you tickled it. You tickled it. You tickled it. Tickling is already a thing. (laughs) To say you pulled a tickle is just like... Yeah, that's true. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, that's true. Tickled the song. Tickled the song. He he tickled it. Tickled the song. (laughs) That's our new shirt. That's our new shirt. We got cramp, and then we got tickled. (laughs) Tickled. Cramps. I'm having some bad cramps. It's a tickled one. It's a tickled one. It's a tickled one. Ooh, that one's straight tickled. <laughs> Boy, you got tickled. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting enough on uh behind the music, 
Melinda Perry actually re-recorded her version in one day with the four non-bonds. Really? Yes, and the music video was recorded in one day for this song. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> By Morgan Lawley. <laughs> yeah, if you need to see a, a, what a 90s music video looks like. It, just watch What's Up by Four on Wands. It does is, not get more 90s than that. It looks like a homemade video. I'm sure, well, yeah. And I'm sure that's what they were they were thinking, like, we want this to look like it was shot ourselves. But they probably paid, like, $50,000 for some asshole to follow them around with a, just a camcorder. Dick. Followed them around. Follow a skateboarder around. <laughs> well, like they were, they, no, they were at, they were on a playground. <laughs> no, they wasn't there. That was just yes. the skateboarder was there. They no. was in a room the whole time. Yeah, time. And at the end, she she's climbing up a slide. Oh, uh, while she's saying that. Oh, um, I, I, I didn't. I didn't look at the This vi- the video is so long that my ADD kicks in and I have to do something else. Your brain's like. <laughs> Tetris in your head. I like. I gotta look at more information. I can't sit, sit here and watch this whole time. I video. can't watch it. <laughs> uh, so while we shitting on it so hard, there's some people that actually gave this song praise. Oh, people fucking love this song. They think it's like next level amazing. Billboard one said, and I do not. I don't even know what. For this words, for this song that does not know what the fuck it's talking about, I don't know what the fuck Billboard's talking about, and I'm a pro member of that shit. <laughs> uh, Billboard said gin- gymnastic lyrics, no, gymnastic vocals, excuse me, leaping from a breathy, high range to gravelly bar rock blues in a single pack- passage. Front dis. Straightforward, heartfelt rocker. It's like literally they just jumbled a bunch of like they were nice like words together. She she they're like she has a range. <laughs> literally, that's all they had to just say is that she, she has, has a range. She has a lot of range and she's a rock, and she's rocking and she's a rocker. That's literally oh all they had to say. God, I pray. <laughs> If I want to, okay, well, I'm going to, mm, I have I have a few different comments. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a quality of the of her vocals that remind me of Creed. Really? But, and I'm, and I'm going to take this a bit further because I have a whole, I have a whole uh, spiel on this. Oh God, here we go. So I, for years, have been threatening to, threatening to start a cover band of sorts of which I would be the lead singer mm-hmm. and it wouldn't be just one band that I would be covering because that vocal style is very prominent in the 90s mm. you've got Pearl Jam you've got a little bit of uh, like Nirvana mm-hmm. but they all kind of have that uh, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Matchbox 20, Creed, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can add Linda Perry. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a 90s cover band of people who sing with that particular style. Mm. And I feel bad, but that Scott Weiland dude, the, from, he, he's dead. He's from that one band that did Interstate Love Song. I don't know that one. Well, they'll know who he is. He kind of he kind of sings like that too. Hmm. And I was explaining this to my sister, and I added him into the mix, and she got mad. Mm. She got really mad. <laughs> She's like, "He didn't sing like that." And I was like, "Yes, he did." You know, Baby, I'm a center. Well, you know, you know, Amy's gonna be listening to this, and she's gonna be highly upset. Yeah, nah, she, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't listen to our podcast. This is her podcast. All right, she treads the line between album rock and modern rock mm-hmm. with the piano version favoring the former. Oh, so there was another version of just piano. <laughs> I, I you guess, guess. I guess. I'm. I'm not 
listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if I cannot like listen to five song, minutes of piano. If you like this song and want to hear even more of an egotistical version of it, listen to the piano version. Mm-mm. All right. So songwriters call Barat and Stuart Bathwaite named this song named this song the worst ever. And Carl Barath, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. He's the front man to the band The Libertines and Dirty Pretty Things. Okay. And, I know about The Libertines. Okay, and Stuart Bathwaite is the guitarist in Magua. I don't know who that is. Magway? Magway, maybe? Um, they're, they're European bands. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Ween. Who, who Dean Ween? He, he goes in on this one. Dean Ween. <laughs> Dean Wade, he's a he is a band member of Ween, the Moisture Boys, which is really weird. Name. That is a disgusting name. Yeah, I know. The Moisture Boys. Moist Boys. The Moist Boys. The Moist Boys. Ew! Oh and God! Boy, and boys, way worse. Boys with a Z. Ah! No. And Dean Wayne Group, uh, he says. It's as bad as music gets. Everything about this song is so awful that if I sat down and tried to write the worst song ever, I couldn't even make it 10% of the reality of how awful that song is. Shit. And this guy's group name is the Moist Boys. (laughs) What would you do if I got a Moist Boys shirt and wore it? Honestly, I would say right now. That's it. Supports the Moist Boys. Moist Boys! <laughs> with a Z. I wonder if every time they say their name, they say with a Z. You know what I decided to start doing? I Since we created a Twitter for our podcast, I started following everybody we've talked about so far. So I followed Jason Aldean, Joe Jeezy, and Linda Perry. <laughs> and Jerry Rice. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <coughs> I just got to start now tagging them into a <laughs> uh, Tara du- Dublin, or Dublin of the Huffington Post said, without question, the worst song of the 1990s. I can think of some worse ones, but <laughs> it's up there. Here's the deal. I can, I can, I can definitely think of worse songs. Because the there are some redeeming qualities that this has. It has. It, I mean, I like the the actual music part of it. Mm-hmm. There are way worse songs yeah. of the nineties yeah. that we will absolutely be talking about. Yeah. This is just a nice kind of way to dip our toes into the nineties. Yeah. It ranks ninety. It ranks ninety fourth on VH One's a hundred greatest. One hit wonders. Okay. And eighty six on much more's top ten one hit wonders. Um, so the the VH one one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed, obsessed with. I think that. everybody was. Yeah, it's really it was a really good show idea. Yeah. Really good idea of show yeah. was that one. I'm trying to remember what the, what I what the number one was. I don't remember. Um. Interesting enough, I in think it was 2011, Gone. Ariana Grande sampled the song in her debut single, uh-huh. Put Your Hearts Up. Oh, she hates that song. Ariana Grande hates that song. She sampled this. She sampled this. And mm-hmm. this you can thank Linda Perry for sparking Ariana Grande's career. Or mm-hmm. Ariana Grande's career. Yeah. That, oh, mm, Ariana, like, Notoriously hates that song. Mm. Well, also this song was featured on Hostage Situation. That is the name of the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah! Where Doug Judy and Jake Peralta, which is Adam Sandberg and Craig Robinson, sung this song as the karaoke song together. Mm-hmm. Andy Samberg? What'd I say? Adam. Oh, Adam Samberg. I do do that a lot. For some reason, I don't know why. Well, are you getting Adam Sandler? And I Andy think Sandberg? I think that's what it is. I think that's what happens. Yeah. 
So, time to really kick it up a notch here. Deep dive. It's time to get into the key lyrics. Yes. So, some of the key lyrics to this song. Whew, this is a first. Because literally, I'm going to go with verses to this song. Alright, so the song starts off with the lyrics, 25 years and my life is still trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man. For whatever that means. On podcasts, you can't see facial expressions. <laughs> so let me explain the face that I'm making right now. What? <laughs> and you know, oh, and I get this from Genius.com. And you know, on Genius, hey, you, you looked can, up Genius. You can yeah. look up what the meaning of songs are. Yeah. And... Ain't, ain't jack shit on here. No, somebody put... I'm guessing she's going back to John Lennon shit. There's like, I guess she's going back to a John Lennon song and a, some other guy's song about brotherhood or something like that. And it's like, but that doesn't make sense because those two songs are talking about totally two different things. And it's... All, I, all that I'm thinking of, there's a, there's a musical called How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And there's one of the big numbers is called Brotherhood of Men, and that's all I can think of. Yeah, that's the yeah. It's talk about Brotherhood of Men, but this song doesn't. It doesn't have that doesn't have a relation to this at all. Yeah, that's a musical comedy. This is not. <laughs> I mean, it's not a musical comedy. Though. It's a musical tragedy. <laughs> and sometimes in tragedy, there's comedy, but never, but but not this. <laughs> Alright, so that's the verse verse, by the way. That is a verse right there. What I just read right there was a verse. Mm-hmm. So that's first verse. Mm-hmm. There's another verse. There's only two verses to the song. That was the first verse. Is the second verse when she's like, And I pray, oh my God, do I pray. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Alright, so let's go. And so I wake up. So I wake in the morning and I step outside. I take a deep breath and I get real high and I scream from the top of my lungs, "What's going on?" Brother, brother. <laughs> so second verse. And I try. Oh my God, do I try? I try all the time. In this inst institution and I pray oh my god do I pray I pray every single day for a revolution those are the verses to the song those are the verses to the song right there a revolution about what (laughs) here's the deal you know, she stated nothing bad about the world in uh, this song. She says she she feels bad about the world, she, but she didn't say anything. Why? <laughs> like I'm here, I want to help, but you have to tell me how. You have to tell me why you're upset and how I can help. So that's the most redneck I've sounded in a really long time. <laughs> you have to tell me how I can help. So with that said, those are the links. That's my key lyrics. We've done My President is Black. We've done Jason Aldean's Crazy Town. We did 49ers Rap. And we had longer key lyrics to this song. And this song is the longest song we've done. <laughs> I'm going to say it. This song gonna, is five minutes long. I'm going to say it. I'm saying it right now. If I had to pick between listening to 49ers Rap... <laughs> like for 24 hours 
or listening to this this song for 24 hours, I'm going to pick 49ers rap. What about 49ers rap for 24 hours and this song for 17 hours? I'm picking 49ers rap. <laughs> because this song just makes me mad. It makes me mad because I just want to know what she's talking about. <laughs> Like, I can help you. I can help. I want to... You have to tell me. I feel like a police officer. Do you think that in the in the lyrics that were taken away, that, that she does state what she's talking about? What, 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 when she was tickled? I think so. Because her other songs... That, that she's, that's why she's upset. Because tick, she got tickled. She got tickled. Uh, you know what? I'm saying, Linda, you're an excellent songwriter. Your other songs that I know of make it very clear what you're talking about. You know, beautiful, very, very clear. I'm beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. But you can get tickled. And that can bring you down. Tickle can bring you down. (laughs) Tickle can bring you down. Got tickled. (laughs) Let's just make that into our shirt. Got tickled. Got tickled. (laughs) You know that's it's cute, but that's all. That might be a bad idea. <laughs> uh, well, with that said, even with this song being as bad as it is, as atrocious as it is, and as upsetting as it is, upsetting as it is as long as it is, it was a hit. So we're gonna get into the statistics. Give me the stats. So chart stacks. And let's go with these chart stats right chart here. Chart stats. <sighs> am I am I guessing something? We, we are you are we are gonna play the game and I'm gonna try to get some music for that game. Oh coming okay. up. But uh that is another thing, guys, by the way. If you are a musician or you are listening to this, send us some of your music and we'll try to make it into our interludes. We'll play it, man. We might we can make it into our interludes. Make it where we're playing our games, play your music. I mean shoot. How did this get made gets to get music for the interludes? Well, Paul Shearer is on that show. And Jason Mansukis is on that show. I'm cuter than Paul Shearer. You are cuter than Paul Shearer. Thank you. I mean, not saying much, but thank you. <laughs> okay, so... Sorry, Paul. I keep saying this song whole time things for non blondes. For non blondes is the group, by the way, that mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess did not make it past that one album. Yeah, and they have uh, another song called "Dear Mr. President." They have that, and they have uh, another hit song, "Spaceman." Actually, "Spaceman." Mm-hmm. Are you sure it's not "Spachiman"? "Spachiman." What? You didn't watch Thirty Rock, did you? Nah. One of the characters. Is his name is he's a he's a doctor and his it's his last name is very clearly Spaceman. Oh, but they 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 pronounce it Spachiman. Oh, that's funny. I that's, know that's really funny. That's why I love that show. Yeah, that's funny. I like it. I never watched Pretty Rock, no. You would love it. I think I would too. It is so funny. It just came out during that time where it came out during like my college years, so I wasn't really watching too much TV. Well, it's on Hulu. Is it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's where I watch it. Well. <sighs> Shout out to 30 Rock, y'all. Shout out <laughs> to Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan. Got you. On the stats, uh, the U.S. alternative songs, it peaked at 29. Mm-hmm. U.S. mainstream top 40, it peaked at 15. And on the mainstream rock songs of the U.S., it peaked at 16. On May 29th, 1993. Okay. Now, usually would not do this for, that, for this one, but I just want to see if you could get some of these. Get, guess what was one on that year? Mm-hmm. Because I think you would like to hear what was one on that year. Okay, which chart? So, U.S. Mainstream Rock Songs, and it was May 28th, 1993. 1993. Mm-hmm. May 28th, 1993. Was it a Nirvana song? No. 
Why are you bringing that face for? Because I don't know. Was it a U2 song? Nah. Okay, I don't know. Aerosmith, Living on the Edge. I love that song! I know! I love Aerosmith! I know! That's Living why I'm surprised on the Edge! That's why I'm surprised you didn't get it. I'm surprised. Oh, man. Deuces are wild, y'all. Deuces are wild. Well, you want me to tell you... Uh, well, at number five was Stone Temple Pilots. Who just... Black Hole Sun? Nah, Plush. Mm. But they just released the album last weekend, and it's pretty good. Pretty good. They're still going at it. Oh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Still going at it. That's not... that. I'm thinking of the wrong band. Black Hole Sun is uh, not, I believe that is Soundgarden. Oh. I never listened to Soundgarden, I don't think. No, that's not Soundgarden. <gasps> Who did, yes, I don't know. It's the band that Chris Cornell was in. Yeah, Soundgarden, right? Yeah, that's Soundgarden. Yeah, Soundgarden. Soundgarden and Audio Slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I know some things. <laughs> I tr- I know things. I know things. <laughs> well, it's enough. That leads us to what we now will call, and I did not plan this at all for you to do that. Uh huh. But the segment that we called, Haley knows. Haley knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that's gonna be our first little thing before we get to find a song. Is we're gonna go with a soundbite of you going, I know some things. I know some things. <laughs> So, Haley knows. Uh, so, this song peaked on the Hot 100, the chart that most people care only care about. Yeah. Peaked on the Hot 100 at number 14. Number 14. Its peak was on August 13th, 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Haley, mm-hmm. what will you get as our top fives? Do you want to do me... Want me to do the honorable mentions first, or you just want me to do? Give the me some honorable mission. Mi- mi- give me some honorable mission. <laughs> so honorable mentions of that year, we have at number thirteen, right in front of this song, is Mariah Carey's "Dream Lover." Okay. At number nine, come me. we will be getting into Tina Turner's "I Don't Want to Fight." Off of the hit movie. What's love got to do with it? Yes. Okay. You know, where she tells, you know, where somebody tells her to eat the cake and, you mm-hmm. know, you didn't, 20 years later. Shut. <laughs> Shut. Turns to a Jay-Z lyric, which is misquoted by white people around the world. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they're thinking of anime, as in... Japanese cartoons. Uh, At 23, so behind this song, is Dr. Dre's Dre Day. Okay. One of the biggest beef songs of all time. Okay. At number 30 was Cypress Hill's Insane in the Brain. And at 46 behind this song is a song that I would say aged pretty pretty well. Mm -hmm. Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee. Way down yonder <laughs> in the Chattahoochee. It, also, another honorable mention on this list, and okay. I forgot to write the number that he came in, but Tupac, with his debut, I Get Around. Okay. So, behind behind the song. So, this song's better than Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it Four Nine Blondes. Tupac, you can suck their dicks. <laughs> he can hear me on whatever island he's on. Uh, okay. So we're gonna go into now the top five. So what is the top five here, Haley? Okay. So the top five. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is this for the year? No, top five for on the day of August. 13th, 1993. Okay. Um, 
I believe that Nirvana's In Utero had come out by this time. No Nirvana on here. No Nirvana on here. Whoa. Right, so I'm going to guess no, it had it came out by this time. Okay. Um, I didn't okay. see him on the list at all. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Um, I'm thinking. So, are you starting at one or are you starting at five? I mean, does it matter? Yeah, start at five. Okay, start at five. Because maybe then that could lead you up to one. What yeah. one might be. I mean, I'm going to ask. N.E.R. Kelly. No. Do you want to give me, do you want me to kind of help and give you a genre? Yeah. So, five is going to be a rap song. Five is going to be rap? And it's going to be kind of sort of underground rap, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, Based out of New York. This group. Based out of New York? Mm -hmm. I gave you a lot of hints there. Uh, I'll be honest with you, the next song, I'm not going to be able to give you a hint at all on. I, 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 wouldn't, I would not be able to tell you number five. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? I would not be able to tell you anything. Well, just guess. I, I don't know. I, I really don't. The, the game goes, you guess, and I tell you what it is. Okay, um, I'll guess. Um, is it, is it, uh... Just think of rap groups out of New York and just guess one. That's the problem! Uh, the, the, do you want to know the only song that I can think of right now that I know with 100% certainty mm -hmm. is not this, because it came out much later? Mm -hmm. The, the, the Jay-Z song where he sampled It's a Hard Knock Life. <laughs> uh, not a rap group out of New York. I know. You could have went with Wu Tang Clan. You could have went with Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> oh, um, well then I'll guess Tribe Called Quest. No, you can't guess it now because that's not it. You think I was going to give you? A, you think I was going to give you an answer? To that? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe you could have given me a multiple choice after I said I literally could not tell you. I gave you the New York rap scene. I don't know. <laughs> it is Onyx Slam. <laughs> for literally for all I know you could have picked two words out of a hat <laughs> slam da 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 let the boys be boys nope nope alright well number four is gonna... <laughs> number four I can't help you on this one because okay. I've never heard of this song before <laughs> at least I don't think I have Okay, uh... <laughs> it is rock, I'm gonna guess. Mm -hmm. I've never heard this group before. Okay. Um... God, a rock song in <laughs> 1993. For a group that I've never heard of before. Is it, is it an R.E.M. song? No. Is it, okay. No, I, I know who R.E.M. is. Okay. <laughs> so, it is the... It is the proclaimers, the proclaimers, the proclaimers, the proclaimers uh, that I would walk 500 miles mm -hmm. and I would walk 500 more. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that came out in 1993. You would have thought that came out in like the 80s, right? Yes. <laughs> when I wake up, oh, well, I know I'm going to be. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I thought that was an 80s song. <laughs> Nineteen ninety three. You know what? Knowing that it came out the year that I was born makes me feel really great <laughs> and really old. Oh God! Uh, so number three, I'm gonna hundred percent guess you're not gonna get this one. It's R and B. R and B. Yes, R and B. And I'll give you even another hint. It's okay. A, it's a girls group. Okay, R and B girls group. Is it? Um... No, you're never gonna get it. My loving. I ain't know what it is. Is it is it in Vogue? Nope. SWV Week. Oh yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. All right. Well, number two. <laughs> this sounds hard for you. Yeah. So number two on this one. Uh. Raps the genre. Rap. And 
this one surprised the shit out of me when I found out. Um, and I'm gonna say that right now that when we do this song, it's gonna be it's gonna we gonna have to get Amy on for this one. Oh, because we're definitely gonna have to get her opinion on this. Is it Informer by Snow? No. Okay. Is that a rap group? Oh, you said rap, not rap group. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it is tag team with Whoop Daddy. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is Whoop There it is. Because I didn't find this out, but at number 11, there was a 95 South song called Woot, There It Is. Oh! <laughs> they, they asses got sued! Uh, they didn't die sued because it is two totally different meanings for songs. Woot, There It Is. Yes, one is Woot, There It Is, the other is Woot, There It Is, and it, it, after the Woot, There It Is, it gets a little bit... <laughs> it's a little bit... You got Woot. <laughs> You got whoop. You got whoop. Whoop. Well, what are we going to do at number one? What do you think is at number one on this one? (laughs) Do you think you're going to at least get one out of this one? (laughs) No, but I'll try. Okay. Um... You said this is 1993? Yeah, this is rock right here. This is rock? I would say this is rock. Because I was about to guess a Madonna song, but... That's not a thing right now. No, but Donna did have some songs on there, but it wasn't up. It wasn't up this high. No. Okay. Um, it's rock. Mm. Is it Pearl Jam? Uh, pretty close. It was pretty close with it. It's UB40. Okay. With Can't Help Falling in Love off of the movie Silver soundtrack? Oh, I don't, I wouldn't call that rock. What do you call that? You beat the if it's if it's can't help falling in love. Mm-hmm. The cover of the Elvis song. Mm-hmm. I'd call that like shitty reggae. Why? Me? Stay. That's what I would call it. <laughs> Hashtag shitty reggae. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, um, that's the end of. Haley knows. This one was more like Haley doesn't know. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. He didn't get one right on that one. Nope. Make him close. Yep. I I do know the the song that was number one the day I was born. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was I've I'm, I think it was that's the way love goes by Jada Jackson. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I will tell you this one. Mm-hmm. We don't get to do, and I really tried so hard to look up look up this segment, but I wanted to bring in a segment where we figure out the finances from songs, but sadly, I guess they don't do how much a song has grossed, mm-hmm. a single song has grossed. Yeah. So instead, I will do the net worth of the artist of the song. I bet she's... So she's she's not having to worry about money again. Here's our new segment. Dollar sign. Ooh. And Linda Perry for a start out artist with a hit song. These like you said, went on to be able to inspire her to create other hit songs. Her net worth is eighteen million dollars. I gotta be honest, I was expecting that to be more. I was expecting her to be worth more. Really? Yeah. Wow. 18 million? That's what she I mean, that's. Uh, hey, I'm not gonna be mad at 18 million. So? I might not spend quite as lavishly as I imagine myself spending it mm-hmm. with, with 18 million. Well, with that said, that 18 million came from What's Up? Sparking it. Yep. Uh, so with that said, I would say that is the end of our little uh, discussion on what's, what's up? up. Now, let's see. Hits of the week. 
I'll let you go first. My hit of the week right now is one wrestling was has been very badass lately. That's not a song. I know. It's not a song. I am going to get into a song, though. It is Aubrey Sellers. She would, you don't know who she is, but she is a country music singer, and she just released the album this past Friday. It is called Far From Home, and it is a must-listen. If you like some kind of what sounds like older, like not old, but like, you know, what country music's supposed to sound like mm-hmm. instead of what it kind of does sound like now. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's one you want to listen to. It's a Nashville sound. Let's put it like mm-hmm. that. It's the Nashville sound. Yeah. It's not crazy town. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a whole, it is a, it is voice and guitar and drummer. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not five different guitars, two drummers, all this other stuff. That which I just hate when I hear country music. I hate when I hear country music. And I hear multiple mu- musical instruments. Come like, well, it's not what that's not what country music was meant to be, right? I would. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I have to disagree with you. I think. I think what you mean is you hate to hear it sound so digital. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want it to sound. I want it to, if I want to hear multiple musical instruments, I would rather hear a rock song do it. If I want to hear multiple electric guitars and, you know, all this other stuff, I would rather hear a rock song do it. I don't want to hear a guy trying to sound like Wailing Jennings or whatever. Yeah, but like something like a, a song I know you like. Mm-hmm. Marty Robbins, El Paso. Yeah, but I don't want to hear that to several different. But there's a ton. There, there are a ton of instruments in that song. It's just the instruments used. There, trust me, trust me. Because right. you, you, you still have bass and guitar, multiple different guitars and horns and drums and all that, but they're they're done in a different way. That'd be fun. Anyway, I I like this. It's it sounds a lot less. I guess digital mm-hmm. is the word that you should use. It sounds a lot less digital, a lot more grimy, and I just love it. I really love it. Uh, Aubrey Sellers, uh, Far From Home, are. Twitter group will be, well, our Twitter account will be following her. So if you do get on Twitter, you can look up and follow her that way. Mm-hmm. Also, I will post her information on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to start doing that more often, posting like our hits of the week and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, my hit of the week right there. Mm-hmm. And then again, wrestling's been so badass lately. God. Literally, I just seen Becky Becky Lynch get bit by Shayna Baszler. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is your hit of the week? My hit of the week is an old, an oldie but a goodie. Nineteen seventy seven's luxury liner by Emmylou Harris, mm. featuring the incredible song "Poncho and Lefty." Yeah, mm-hmm. Poncho and Lefty. Poncho and Lefty. Um, I made have... famous by Willie Nelson, right? Uh, or was it Merle Haggard I'm thinking of? It was their. It, they did the song together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, made famous by Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson. Okay. Definitely. Um. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. No. The if you are. Well, I'll say this. If you're used to like bro country mm-hmm. you really owe it to yourself used to cramp used cramp. to used to cramp cramp you're mm-hmm. used to cramp then i would say you really owe it to yourself to discover what real country sounds like mm-hmm. um emmy lou harris is a legend mm-hmm. she is truly a legend yeah and she has she saved the Ryman auditorium. She did save the Ryman. Mm-hmm. She absolutely saved the Ryman. Yeah. 
and Nashville is very thankful for that. Yeah. But she, um, she's got an incredible voice. She's an incredible songwriter, but is also able to put her own spin on covers. Um, she's, but, I mean, if you're, if you're starting out, I highly recommend Luxury Liner be the first thing you listen to. Okay. Um, but I've actually, I've been going album by album with her, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, they're all just amazing. Hmm. Even her debut album is just flawless. Yeah. Well. Interesting. We gave you some country hits to listen to. We did. So, you know, so we've been shitting on country so hard, we gotta give you something. Yeah. Well, with that said, uh, mm-hmm. you got country hits to listen to, and um, again, message us, read us, review us. We start trying to be as active on Twitter as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, do we have anything else to go with on that one? I don't think so. I think we I think we pretty much killed it. I think it. we got it. I think we pretty much killed it. Yep. I feel I feel very confident that we did a really good job mm-hmm. of analyzing this song right here. Um oh next week will we have our special guests on or do we not know? You don't know. It's up in the air on that one. Mm-hmm. Alright, well How about we'll announce it when we know for sure? Make sure to tell me for sure by like Friday, maybe, so I can know what song to do. Because if we're not gonna have our own, then we're gonna do another song. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, we're out on that one. Listen to Dude, Where's My Kill? If you do want to hear some more of us, mm-hmm. we're gonna be covering a really goody goody one this week, and it's gonna be really fun. Woo So, with that said, we're out. Don't really have an outro for this one at all. Not yet. No? Bye. Bye.